the antidote. 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 You're listening to the antidote with Dave Hawkins. With Christian music that doesn't suck.
Thanks for checking into The Antidote. I usually begin each show with a statement about the featured artist, and I was ready to describe World Gone Cold as a supergroup, but the band members told me, nope, that ain't us. What World Gone Cold does do is make music like nobody else. You had a taste of what the band is all about with our first song, Reality, from the about-to-be-released self-titled debut from World Gone Cold. Here comes the conversation I had with two of its band members, Mark Anthony and Yogi Watts, along with the song Attention. Enjoy. Mark Anthony and Tim Yogi Watts are members of the new supergroup, World Gone Cold. And they're here to speak with The Antidote. Guys, this is a real pleasure to have you on the show. Thank you so much for having us. Yeah, thank you. I heard a bit of a snicker when I said supergroup. Are you uncomfortable with that label? Oh, man, you wouldn't believe how uncomfortable we are with that label. Uh, <laughs> we've never said that. That was not anything that we, you know, had somebody write in our bio or like it was unbeknownst to us that that was going to be used until the first time we saw it used. And uh, there were two things about it that we were really kind of taken aback by. One is supergroup. None of us feel super at all. We're we're just a bunch of dudes. Yes, we've been in other bands, some successful and more successful than others, some whatever. But the supergroup idea to me is reserved for like a Velvet Revolver thing. Like everybody in the band's like been in a band that sold millions and millions and millions of records. So, and then you hear everybody say, "Oh, it's this Christian supergroup." It's like, man, I know that some of us come from bands that are definitely in like in the Christian world. And, some of us are believers, but not everybody is. And so it's not a Christian band and it's not a super group. It's not like we're mad at anybody for saying either one of those things. It's just not accurate. We're not writing about Jesus with this band. You know, there's a place for that, but that's just not what we're doing. This is another band for all of us. It's not a side project. It's not a anything. It's just another band that we're all in together. I do get what you're saying, but we do have to look at your lineup. So, Mark, you're part of the letter black. Yogi is on the kit with Demon Hunter. Then there's Trey Daniels from P.O.D. doing the bass. Your lead guitarist is Andrew from Disciple. And Ryland of Inhale, Exhale doing the vocals. Okay, so you have to say these aren't super groups, multi-selling. Well, except for, of course, P.O.D. certainly is. Yeah, oh yeah. But you got to acknowledge that these are significant bands. Oh, yeah. And it's funny because we do joke and say, I mean, honestly, collectively, between the five bands, we've sold over 13 million records, which is no joke. We've all moved a lot of records. But, you know, regardless, even if I was in whatever, just throw any other big band out there, right? If it was something right now, I just don't look at it as that. It's just another cool band with a bunch of guys who love music and really love each other and just want to put some cool stuff out i don't know the story about this how did all of you connect (laughs) mr anthony (laughs) the person who did that he's the one at fault yeah it's his fault it's all his (laughs) fault (laughs) it's definitely my fault i know he's probably tired of telling this story so i'll tell it for him this is yogi uh so basically where the whole thing happened is mark had written some songs he was really stoked about but not four letter black just kind of had written some heavier songs always kind of wanted to do a male-fronted band as well. Didn't really want to be the front man himself, so a mutual friend of most of everybody in the band, a producer, 
a young man named Mr. Travis Wyrick uh, mm-hmm. from Knoxville, Tennessee. He uh, suggested Ryland to Mark and was like, man, I think Ryland would do well on these songs. So they kind of hooked up. He sent Ryland a song. Ryland knocked it out of the park. They both realized quickly, like, oh, okay, let's see what happens. Like, what if we turn this into a band? Yeah. And so the story goes, as Mark tells it, He they talked about who they wanted. They put a list together, and uh, they started with me on drums for some reason. Mark says that I'm his favorite drummer, so that's pretty awesome. Uh, <laughs> Aren't you so, everybody's favorite drummer? I don't know about that. But so he, he asked me, and then he asked Trey, and we both said yes immediately. And then he asked Andrew, and Andrew said yes immediately. So he literally, he only asked one person at each instrument, and his first choice said yeah right off. So exactly. I think that alone, knowing the way the music thing works, knowing people's schedules, where they're at in their lives and families and all this stuff, for five dudes who don't really aren't like close or anything all kind of say yes to this project that we didn't really have any idea what it would turn out to be. To me, it's like, okay, there's definitely something greater than us working here that kind of brought this thing together. Let's see what that might be and what that kind of looks like. It was destined. Yeah, Yeah. I think it was, man. I definitely think it was. We got to bring up something. World Gone Cold. I mean, what a name. I know the world is messed up. But is it really that bad? Uh, it's according to who you ask and what time of day you're asking. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it really is, right? I mean, uh, to me, if you get in your car and get out on a major highway, there's a coldness to people that never existed when I was young. Like, when you're getting onto the interstate from exit, people don't want to get over and let you merge. Something that simple. Like, if they take two seconds to let you merge... That's somehow going to impede their day and blow it all up. Um, And I know that sounds funny to use people being in their cars, but I mean, I use that as an example. But I mean, watch the news, look at Facebook. People are really rude to each other on both sides of the coin. Like, if you have an opposing view of someone now, it's not like, hey, let's agree to disagree. Now it's like, oh, you would disagree with me? Oh, I'm going to do everything I can to completely ruin your life and make you seem insignificant as a human being. Which is crazy. It's a disagreement, for God's sakes. Yeah. So it's not as bad as it could be. And some things happening right now that are promising, but it's a lot colder now than it was when I was a teenager and a young man. So that's definitely kind of the inspiration for the name, for sure. Yeah. And just coming out of COVID, too, right? Yeah. Like the distance and yeah. everything is like sterile everybody's wearing a mask and no one's talked to you or hug you or anything. Right. So that's a lot of where it kind of came from too. You know, that we split society up. Like we segregated all of us, like just human beings. This name came around not long after the band was started. So you're talking about two years ago when literally we were coming right out of the pandemic, we weren't even really fully out of it yet. So no, we weren't. I I think that had a big influence on the name for sure. I don't think this band has an agenda outside of writing great songs and like no. loving on loving on people, but I definitely like wanted the name to not just be like, you know, I don't know, the lawnmowers or the weed eaters or some stupid name that didn't mean anything, right? Some, you mean we could have picked the weed eaters and we didn't do well, that? Well, there's already a band called Weed Eater and they're like a stoner <laughs> metal band. They're like a hot leaf logo and stuff. Yeah, weed eater. That's just my two cents. I agree. Back. One step forward. One step 
you've already mentioned this a little bit earlier that all the World Gone Cold members come from bands that have been associated with the Christian music scene. But, you know, when I've been hearing the songs and reading the lyrics of World Gone Cold, I would never put a Christian band label on you. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's accurate. And it sucks because there's this stigma that exists, and I don't know why it has to be this way with just music, but there's a stigma that exists that if you're a musician by, like, for a living and you're a Christian, if you don't play Christian music, then your music that you are making almost certainly has to be negative or of the devil or something crazy like that, right? Yeah. Or Mm -hmm. it's not positive or any of that stuff. And, oh, my God, what happened to these guys? They used to be in Christian bands. They're not Christian band anymore. It's like, I'm a musician by trade, man. Like, it's a job, man. And music is a job. And guess what? We all tried Christian music, and a lot of us reached a certain level of success with it. But guess what it didn't do? It didn't provide me financially with anything other than enough money to live every month. And that's in a band that does really well, has sold over a million records, and has half a million people listening on Spotify. None of us can make enough money to consistently pay our bills based just off of being in the band. One of the biggest Christian metal bands of all time. So if people want to know why we're not into that market and that scene, the minute that our fans will support us enough to help us make enough money to keep doing it, then I would go back there. I mean, I do it with Demon Hunter, but guess what? Like, when I book a show at a club, they very rarely try to haggle me on price. And if they do, they definitely don't say they're doing it because, well, we're Christians and you're Christians and you guys should do us a favor. You're playing for our youth group. Like, you should totally come here for $250. I know you live in Tennessee and we're in Lawrence, Kansas, but, I mean, it's not a big deal, right? (laughs) I don't think any of us are really into doing that anymore, man. I'm a grown man with a family. Yeah, like, I need I, to write music that the whole world's going to like. And guess what? If the whole world likes our music, then guess what they're doing? They're liking music made by dudes who almost every one of us do believe in God. And yeah. we just want to love on people. We don't have any. There's no nothing no. about our music. It's just and, fun. It's to, it's to bring fun and joy to people. And I'll say this, you know, in Letter Black, like, I used to get asked this question a lot because we were in both, just like Demon Hunter and P.O.D., like we were in both areas, mainstream and, and the Christian world. And we used to get shunned a lot by the Christian world because Sarah was the first female artist that was a Christian that is featured in Hard Rock Magazine for Hottest Chicken Metal and Hottest Chicken Rock. And she did a whole vampire scene one time. We got so much, for lack of better terms, hell for it from that industry. And it was horrible because it's like, you don't even know her heart. Like, read the interview, what she's talking about. You know, you had no idea. And and that was always our mission, like, to reach people like me who grew up hating Christian. You know what I mean? Like, and to then become one. That being said, like, it was just so weird to me. You know, and there's nothing wrong with it because it is what it is. You know, the Christian rock thing. You know, Dave Matthews, that's one of my favorite artists, just, you know, of all time. I love Dave Matthews, man. Always have. And he's a hardcore Buddhist, you know. Now, because of that, is that Buddhist rock? Why not? Some of his songs talks about it. So should it not be declared Buddhist rock then? Like, it's just so weird to me. Now, I get it when we're talking about like contemporary Christian, because that is a genre in and of Mm -hmm. itself, right? Like, that makes sense. We have contemporary, you have contemporary Christian, and you have pop. But I feel like rock is rock. 
regardless of it being Striper, yeah. Motley Crue, it's rock to me. You guys realize that you're on The Antidote, where its tagline is Christian music that doesn't suck. That's awesome. That's right. I love that. I love it, too. I love it. No, I love that, dude. See, my intention is with the show, and I'm sure you guys would feel the same way, it's just that your Christian worldview tends to shine through, regardless what you're creating. I think people don't understand, like, there's an opportunity. Like, yes, you have an opportunity with your fans and stuff, but there's an opportunity all day long. Like, with Demon Hunter, we never play Christian venues, right? We've never played churches. They're like, it's always been clubs. And what we get proud of is when we show up to a venue we've been to two or three times, and as we're leaving, the staff and everybody there has, like, bought our merch, and they're, like, asking us when we're coming back. And they tell us, hey, we saw you guys on the schedule and we all got excited because we have so much fun when you guys are here because, like, you're the nicest guys ever. When that happens, there's a conversation about, why are you guys so much nicer than all the other metal bands? Well, I really want to know. Yeah. People don't see that side of it. They just think, oh, well, if he's not preaching on stage, he's not being a witness. But those are the same people that also tell you that aren't you supposed to be a witness every day and how you live? Those same people barking that at you are also saying, but you're not doing it. It's like, come on, man. Like, what? Give up. Come on. I give up. Every music I played, I've played in churches my whole life. I didn't make a rig sound out of it. And then, like, you want to give me a hard time when I finally try to go do something. I don't know what else you want. I'm 45. Like, 27 years I spent in this particular industry, the one we're talking about. And it's like, it's okay for me to go do something else <laughs> for a minute. You mean before you get into the nursing home? Yeah. Well, don't get mad at us. <laughs> mad at us when we like do a tour that's like a bunch of big non-christian bands because i'm going to be honest with you like that's what you're going to see you're not going to see us doing any of these solid state record tours or any of these tours where it's a bunch of bands from the same label we're shooting for the stars you know what i mean we got some different yeah. things on our minds and we think that we're prepared for it and so we're taking a shot at it well back to the putting christian labels onto things I mean, one of the reasons I brought that up is because I was thinking about songs like Opposites Attract. I mean, that is one messed up person in the song. <laughs> you know what I love about that? That's he actually got really, it too. Yeah, yeah, that's a really smart take, man. You are one of very few people who actually get where that song's... Like, you're definitely in the right direction as far as what you've yes. interpreted it to be. That's definitely the right direction with it and yeah. most people haven't gotten that yet they think it's no they just hear the name they hear the song they think it's like a, yeah they think it's a boy girl relationship thing it's like yeah mm, nope you need to listen it's not it's not that at all it's talking about <laughs> the two people that live inside of you that are completely opposite and they we all have and they exist in every single one of us and if you say they don't you're a liar and that's <laughs> means that that person <laughs> right yeah. straight off we all know so, you're right. I like that. I like that you nailed that. That's pretty cool.
I want to hear from you guys about how the songs were created. Were you doing this together, or was everything remote? Like, how did the song process work? Yeah, so everything has been done remote. We've had a couple weekends where me and Rylan get together, but typically what happens is I do the music side, and then I kind of put some ideas down on, like, for drums and bass, which I'm not saying that that stays, because it doesn't, because... You know, I don't play drums like Yogi, but I put my idea down. I get the basics of the song, right, created musically. I send it off to Rylan. Rylan then goes and puts all the vocals down. So he writes all the lyrics and melodies, sends it back to me, and then I kind of compile everything. And then me and Yogi will talk over the phone before we actually record live drums, and he'll kind of give me like an idea of what he's thinking, right? Mm-hmm songs on the drums uh trey is just so good like i do an idea for him but i just know he's whatever he plays is gonna be perfect yeah it doesn't even matter <laughs> like i just don't even care like yeah. just whatever and that's the same thing with yoga too like i don't even care like i have suggestions so trey will give me his bass and then me and yogi when it's done done like what we did this last time we recorded at one of yogi's friends houses who's got a killer studio and we did the seven songs there and literally Yogi busted it out in four hours, all seven tracks. Mark, I'm going to interrupt him on purpose here because he said something earlier that's kind of funny to me where he says, you know, I just kind of get the basics. He's being nice and it's true to an extent, but his basics are a lot different than a lot of people's basics, my friend. Like when he sends us these songs, dude, the direction is so clearly there. He makes it so easy. Rylan said this. If they're all softballs. Because really, all I have to do is go, hey, dude, I think this part should be played here. Your your brain's busier on drums than mine is, the way I play. So let's yeah. do this. Mm-hmm. Let's do that. It might change the way he plays a riff. That's happened in a few of the songs, one of them being opposites of track, right? And if that happens, then he goes back and changes it. But the thing is, I feel like with each song we're writing together now, because we're probably, where would you say we're at now? Like almost 30 deep total at this point? 29 buddy crazy right so i feel like every time he sends me another song that they sound more and more like me playing the drums i know the way yogi thinks yogi thinks more this way so i know the stuff he sent me recently tends to sound more like me playing he gives us all so much confidence you know how people talk it starts at the top right and he's not like the boss it's not we're not talking about from that way i'm just saying like from the creative mind at the top it's mark And if everything there is strong and is presented well, where we can all understand it and we understand the direction of the idea of the song he has, once Mm -hmm. it gets from Rylan and Mark to us, the other three dudes, our job is literally easy. It's paint by numbers. Like it is literally paint by numbers. (laughs) And it is like, just don't screw this up. Don't get in Ryland's way. Don't get in Mark's way. You stay out of the way and you play these parts, these good, simple, nice parts, and you stay out of their way because these boys are clearly talented enough to carry themselves with any group of Boo Boo the Fools. But they chose the three of us, which is cool. It was just meant to be for us to be partners in music at some point in our lives, for sure. This has been something that we both believe in God jesus the good lord attend church i play in church i played yesterday and i believe the lord's had a path for him i'd have been together for a long long time and we both believe that so 
that does feel this bad in that way. I don't want anybody to get it twisted. Like, not everybody has to believe, and that's cool because we're going to love on whoever doesn't, no matter what. It's important to all of us for a lot of reasons. I guess that's my ultimate point. Absolutely. Well, you know what the band, I think, and you've already brought this up, is that the most impressive thing is how well you guys have all meshed. Because so often you see bands will get together, a new band, they all come with significant players, and everybody's trying to be the prima donna, and nothing works. But you guys, you do, you mesh. And you built something that's really, I think it's pretty extraordinary. Oh, thank you. (laughs) It is a huge compliment. Every time we get together... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to paint this picture because this is the truth. We you know, didn't play together to this point yet, and it was November of 21. We went to Travis Weirich's studio in Knoxville to do four songs, just record them live, right? Video. World on Cold, private yeah. house. Thing. Yes. Yeah. And never played together ever. And Andrew uh-uh. couldn't be there the first day. He couldn't get there. He was there the second day. And it was just me, Yogi, and Trey playing. And, and of course, Ryland's you know, just singing in the background. We do the first song and we're all just kind of like, that was pretty good. Like first time running through a song together, like ever. It sounded honest to God. It sounded more like the hundredth time we'd run through it to be real honest. I know. It was kind of nuts. It was, it was real nuts. It was nuts. Cause we're all just at that point in our lives. Like we don't need to showboat. It's about the song at the end of the day. That's what I want to do is write good songs. That's and it. there's nobody in this band that's in this for even a shred of anything to do with ego at all. Like, and when like Mark said, like, I think one important thing he left out about Knoxville was like, not just us, the dudes in the band, once Andrew got there, but there were a few other people in on it. Like, obviously, Travis, and there were a handful of band friends that were there. There was a vibe in the place the whole time for like those two days. Oh, yeah. It was like a approaching it as like i don't really know what's gonna happen well we're gonna meet in knoxville let's see what happens oh well and it went from that to within a few hours being like i mean it legitimately didn't feel any different to me than it does when i go on a demon hunter trip and i've been in that band for 18 years all of the other people around who know all of us really well kept saying to us dudes this is going to be something well just to be real honest what you just said they all said it November 21. Every single person in that house besides the dudes in the band, and including us, really, like, this is going to be something extraordinary. It makes sense, and it doesn't. I don't know how to explain it, but as you can tell, we're through the roof excited about it. I had no idea. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so the music making was a positive experience, but something about the songs of World Gone Cold is that they can be depressing. <laughs> I mean, Left to Save says, Left to Save, Misery. I am now one with the grave. Say what you mean. I am the follower of the darkest energy. I mean, man, what brought that on? (laughs) Uh, Rylan wrote that after the people, and I can't remember what, but is it like, not Mammoth Cave, but it's something like that, um, where these group of settlers went and somehow got desolated and ended up, reverting cannibalism because there was no food oh the donner party donner party yeah yeah. that's what that song's about that's what that song is about so that's literally what he's talking about and that whole thing so that's definitely 
Yeah, I ain't gonna lie. Like that's pretty crazy. And we actually have a shirt coming out as part of the pre-order that says "I am now one with the grave," just because that's such a cool line. Mm-hmm. I just love it. Hey, who picked that line out? Ryan Clark from Demon Hunter. That's who picked it out. So he did all <laughs> of the, he did all of the artwork for the record and all of our merch too. He actually picked that out for the T-shirt, and as soon as me and Mark saw it, we were just like. That is so good. Like that is so perfect. It's funny, man. Like everybody's supportive and just wants to help. And it's uh that makes you feel good. This is Mark Anthony. And this is Yogi from World Gone Cold. And you've been listening to the antidote. No one else is
You're happy with this, but now I really wonder how your listeners will accept the EP. Because in my opinion, you know, I think its most notable theme is that it's angry. <laughs> I think you're right. No, I don't, right. I don't think you're wrong. Yeah, because Burn is about the Salem Witch Trials and all kinds of different stuff. Every song it just has like a thud. Again, says, just so you know, you're dragging me down with you. Yeah. I swear this is the last time this cycle repeats itself. <laughs> or, uh, attention, do I have your attention now standing over your body? There's something you're about to find out. Yep. But it goes on and on throughout the album. <laughs> is it easy to accept, though, for the listener? Uh, I'm sorry, I, mean, I, 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 I never really just... thought about it. We're laughing, not because we think violence is funny or darkness is funny necessarily. I think it's. I never really thought about it that way, so that's why I'm laughing because I'm like, "Oh crap, it is pretty dark." Um, I yeah, guess I've I never, understand. I've never thought guess, of it either. Yeah, I guess talking to Ryland, I kind of understand where a lot of it's coming from. To me, it's dark, but dark in the way of like, I think every single one of us goes through phases, and it happens at all ages of life. From a time you're a teenager all the way up to, I mean, the damn near the time you die, right? We all go through these phases where you're really connected with something bigger than ourselves, God, whatever it is. And then sometimes we feel like we're really not connected. And sometimes when we're not connected, we feel like it's not because of that thing, but it's because of the people that worship that thing. They can be Mm -hmm. overbearing. Uh, And I think maybe some of that is threaded through the record of like, hey, we were just commanded to love one another and we're not doing that. And I'm not letting the rest of you drag me down with you. Well, and you have to realize like Rylan is really artistic with his lyrics. I say this about him and then this is a big compliment. He is very much like Dave Grohl, uh, Kirk Mm -hmm. Cobain. Like he's one of those people. When you say, what's this mean? He'll say, well, what's it mean to you? Because that's what a song should be. It shouldn't be Backstreet Boys and NSYNC where it spells it out. Like, it needs to be, what does it mean to you? And that's what I loved about a lot of those bands uh, that came out of that time is all the stories being told. Like, you know, when you think about it, like Oasis, Our Lady Peace, Smashing Pumpkins, Alice in Chains, like trippy. You would think they were all doing shrooms the whole time. But it was <laughs> just totally out there. And it's not because it was drug-related or anything. It's because they were artistic. But a lot of times, like we have to, as a human, you want to put a meaning to something. This means this, this means that. No, you know what? Blow it all up. It doesn't mean that. What's it? I don't know. What's it mean? What does it mean to you? Does that's what it says to you? Then cool. That's what it means. I'm glad you like or hate it. (laughs) Whatever. (laughs) Doesn't matter. But of course, much of that is very true with the Christian music scene. You want to have obvious lyrics. That's what they want. You know, we used to make a joke about the JPMs, Jesus oh, yeah. is per minute. <laughs> right. This is a diverse family we've got, and get used to it. Yep. If we want to make any headway with people, we have to get used to it. Like, yeah. it's so people, I don't understand what people don't understand. I get so frustrated. And obviously, you see our both of our passion about it. I mean, it kills me, man, because I just don't. I don't know what happened to us just, like, supposed to love people, man. Like, I don't know. Like, I go to bed every night, and I can't always say that I go to bed, and I'm, like, not a little bit aggravated with how my kids acted that day. They might have done something that just aggravated the heck out of me. But 
I never miss a night telling my daughter I love her and how important she is to me. And I go to mm-hmm. bed loving her, and I wake up in the morning loving her. If I'm supposed to believe that God loves me more than I love my daughter, I know that they ain't a damn thing my daughter could do. Nothing that would keep me from her, me not loving her. So if I'm supposed to believe that that's the way he is for me, then why are we hating all these people for the things that they're supposedly, quote, in quote, doing? You're not doing what the Lord's telling you to do. That's not Christianity. Hating people because of the lifestyle they live or who they are. That ain't loving nobody, bro. That ain't Christianity. No. That's that's no. that's yeah. that's some stuff that I don't want a part of, man. Yeah. And if you're mad at me for calling you out on your bullshit, and yeah, I said bullshit, then you definitely ain't <laughs> my, my You know what I mean? Like Yogi, you are pounding your fist on the pulpit right now. Dude, I'm telling that's you, right. man. It fires me up. <laughs> no, but you're absolutely right. And we demonize things that shouldn't be demonized. Like we we put sins above sins. Right. Like Mm -hmm. how many times do we hear the pastor talk about obesity or gluttony or anything like that or or pornography even. Right. Like you don't hear that. But, but, you know, we're going to talk about the LBGTQ plus community. Right. We're going to talk about like that. Like, you know how thrilled I'd be if there was a line outside of my church of people waiting to get in that are whatever you want to call them. Like, that's what I want, because that was me. I needed help. If I didn't feel welcome, I wasn't coming, right? Anywhere. Not at just the church. He meets you where you are. Like, we get in the way. We make this hard. We do all the the stuff that clutters it.
we just heard again, another of the tracks from World Gone Cold. <laughs> you may have already figured out that Yogi Mark and I got into all kinds of things during our talk. And that's also what the music of World Gone Cold does. The lyrics cover a whole lot of ground, and the band seems to love putting a twist on genres. No question that World Gone Cold really does stand out. Next week, The Antidote delivers a supply of awesome new singles, from light to heavy and everything in between. Give it a listen. Here comes more from Mark and Yogi, and the song Burn. We've done a lot of talking here tonight, but tell me what kind of message does World Gone Cold want to give? That's a good question. Yeah. I think that I would do a pretty good job of speaking for everybody when I say this. I think the collective goal of this band is to literally make genre-bending music, music that appeals to a wide range of people, music that makes people feel something, music that makes people question things, and ultimately music that makes people happier than they were before they listened to us. I want our band to help people discover something about themselves. I want a World Gone Cold show to be a place where any person can come. All the people that have been mentioned here, people from every community, every race, every religion, every whatever. Because here's the thing. Music in my life has been the most powerful device yeah. communication-wise for me my whole life, period. I could, To me, every time I'm in a happy place in my life or a sad place in my life or any place in my life, I can go back for the last 45 years and tell you the soundtrack to that part of my life. From the time I was a kid and can remember till now. It means that much to me. I want to be a part of somebody's soundtrack, and I want to be the good part. I want to be the part of the soundtrack that's from the good part of their life, or from the part of their life that may have been dark, but we help them discover something that turned into goodness. Right. Yeah, that's it. I mean, I know that's long-winded, but I I can honestly say that's probably 100% everybody in our band would agree on that for sure. Yeah, and, and listen, to add to what you said, like, first off, you're 100% right with the taking you. Like, I remember certain spots in my life, like certain times with certain songs, right? Like, you you know how you have that quote, you hear the song and you're like, oh my goodness. Oh, yeah. This reminds, right? Oh, I yeah. absolutely want that because you said it earlier about a legacy, right? And I want to leave a legacy. That's the most important thing to me. And I've done a, and, and so have you, Yogi. I've left a legacy with Letter Black, but this band, I feel like, has given the five of us another shot to leave another legacy which is crazy when you look at it that way but to answer that directly too the only thing i wanted to add was music is supposed to be entertainment it's an escape from reality we have enough garbage with the news and everything else like you know as much as i love like i love rage against the machine i don't want to be that band i don't want an agenda this band is agendaless like, I want you to come and just escape from reality Have fun. say, Have this fun. was mm-hmm. awesome. Like, I got to be angry and happy and upset and excited all in one sitting. I got to experience all of this. And these five guys brought this to me. And this was awesome. And I got to be in this. I got to be cool before it was cool to like this band. Right? Like, I got on <laughs> the beginning stages of it. Yeah. To me, that's the cool thing because honestly, all five of us, <laughs> we don't look at each other like we're rock stars. 
We don't no. care about that. Well, like, I am head. never not going to go to the merch table and meet somebody because I'm too cool for school. I freaking love kids when they come up to me and ask me how to play guitar and blah, 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 blah. I want that forever. I never want to lose that because that to me is the reason why we do what we do. Uh, they, they spend their hard money to do come to a show. I want to yeah, make I sure I give it back to you. Well, now you've got to tell me something because you guys have said you're in this for the long haul and you're going to give 110%. How do you actually make that work logistically? I mean, you've got members that are involved in other projects. So, Human Hunter literally does like a month of touring per year max, like absolutely max. Uh, It usually equates to somewhere around two and a half weeks with rehearsals and everything. So... Mm -hmm. I have 49 other weeks, 48 other weeks of, of the year to play music. I currently do that. I play with a phenomenal country artist named James Radford. It's a regional guy here in the Carolinas. And I play in a band with dudes who have been nominated for Grammys and stuff, and they're awesome. Uh, and then I play at church. I got the Demon Hunter thing. But, like, I'm ready for one thing. Instead of hustling around to do a bunch of things, mm-hmm. I've, I've been ready for one thing for a while. I've been trying to do something else for a long time with everybody's support with other guys in the band support, all kinds of stuff. Cause they all know Ryan gave us his blessing years ago. when we all kind of started playing with him. Like, Hey, you guys have other bands to go tour with go. We'll work around it. If we can, like this is never going to be full time touring bands. So like, I don't want to hold you guys back who you guys who want to be full time touring musicians. So it's easy for me. Mark letter black is going to do a handful of shows a year, possibly in some releasing some singles and stuff. But like, they're not going to tour anymore full time. Sarah's got some no. things she wants to do, uh, yeah. and then Ryland isn't in another band currently. In Hell Excel hasn't been around forever. He plays guitar in a band called Attack Attack, but he only mm-hmm. plays like as a, uh, a basically like a hired gun for lack of a better term. I guess is just what you would call it. So, I mean, he wants to do his own thing. He wants. He loves writing. He loves being the front man. So, I think the three of us know we can do it all the time. Trey. POD has got a record coming out, but Trey and Andrew both understand kind of what has kind of transpired over the two years to bring us where we are now, where like Ryland and Mark and I are very focused on this being like a full-time functioning, full-time touring band. And they both want that for World Gone Cold. And they're okay with, if there are shows that they can't be at, they have zero issues with us having people fill in for them replace them for whole tours shows whatever you know you never know what's going to happen if world on Cold gets to somewhere where we're playing 150 200 shows a year like a crazy normal band and i mean i don't know you just never know we just know the three of us will be at every show every that's show. what we know the three of us you're gonna and get trey. me yogi and, and rylan and trey and andrew will be at every show they possibly can be like everyone they can be and if not you're gonna get somebody that comes from the band that's awesome that under that is every bit the same caliber of person and musician as the other guys in the band like we're not gonna just you know throw up a couple dudes and not you know and just go oh hey look at the three of us it's it's not about that we want this to be it's about all five of us for sure but those two dudes have given their blessings and we have set everything up for contractually and things for them being on bands that are on labels. Cause 
Demon Hunter's its own label, Letter Black's essentially its own label now, and Rana's not on a label, so we don't have all that stuff to worry about. You know what I mean? Like, those yeah. two dudes do. So we set everything up to where we're all going cold and function and tour like its own band, its own entity, mm-hmm. separate from any other attachment, any other label business or any of that stuff. It is a separate functioning machine that runs on its own. And we have every intention of, of being as busy as people want us to be. You got to go to our sites. You got to like our stuff. You got to listen to our music. You got to right. tell us you want us to come play where you're at. We need to know that people are interested, like obviously. So every single person is important right now because of what Mark said earlier about, I want people to be so passionate about it. And all, our whole team is this way. And I, I want to be there from the, the beginning because we're going to call taking over. I want everybody yeah. to have that attitude because that's kind of just the way we feel. I can't wait to see one of those shows. Yogi and Mark of World Gone Cold have been with us. Guys, thanks so much for your time, and thanks a lot for a great AP. Thanks for Thank you for having, for having us. Are you asking me a question? Are you just trying to figure me out? Figure it out! They said you've been looking everywhere for me! This is something that I can't believe! Tell me you made the first move! Side